TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Uh, <laughs> change into a uh, conversation, though, now. Going to go out to the waitfor.com hotline and bring in uh, Fox 5 sports reporter Miles Garrett, who was out at the Senior Bowl this week, as well as as always, uh, out covering the the Falcons uh, for Fox Sports Five, uh, Fox Five Sports. Excuse me, uh, Miles. How you doing, man? Doing well, Caleb. How about yourself? Absolutely, I'm doing doing pretty good. Uh, Miles, I wanted to ask you. So I, want, I wanted to bring someone on uh, who was out at the Senior Bowl this week. Is uh, that is the only uh, tackle football of the weekend? You spend any time today watching the uh, watching the Pro Bowl? <laughs> Can't say I watched uh, any of that. Um, I think that that product has kind of turned into something that it hasn't been, I guess, from what we grew up watching. But, uh, yeah, I can't say I watched any of the Pro Bowl. Yeah, definitely definitely not Sean Taylor, and which, of course, is the one that everyone goes to in, in his tackle. But uh, uh, just the, the flag football thing, I don't know. I, I wondered if it would uh, get a little bit more interesting, but just hasn't seemed to be there. But the, the one tackle football game that we got of the weekend – of course, uh, in Mobile, Alabama, at the Senior Bowl, some of the best college talent. Uh, leading into that, though, you have a week where obviously they they put uh, guys in one-on-one situations, all different kind of uh, drills that they're trying to to run them through. Uh, Miles, after spending you know some time out in Mobile this week, what kind of stood out to you that you saw uh, from these guys running through running through those drills? Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a handful of guys that certainly caught my eye. I myself, of course, you know, was paying attention a lot to some of the Georgia guys. You know, we are sure. partners with the University of Georgia, so we're was definitely paying attention to all six of the players there. But uh, bias aside in that regard for those guys who I was looking at, uh, Lad McConkey was definitely stealing the show out there as far as the wide receivers were concerned. Uh, they asked all the defensive backs which one was basically the toughest to defend, and it was none other than Lad McConkey. He was cooking guys left and right. Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saints, scores a touchdown there. 
uh, first touchdown of the game in that senior bowl. So both those guys increased their draft stocks tremendously, especially Ladd McConkey. I think he may have worked himself into first-round consideration with what he was doing right. out there. But there was a bunch of different guys. Roman Wilson with Michigan definitely caught my eye, another wide receiver. Um, he looked very, very good. Um, just, uh, you know, I, I don't know if some Georgia fans are unfamiliar with his work. I know he got some uh, airtime, rather, in the college football <laughs> playoff, but he looked very, very good. And uh, outside of him, I think there was a couple. Of the, the quarterbacks didn't really stand out, per se, to me. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. definitely was, I guess, the the one who certainly looked the part, I guess you could say, in practice. I know Spencer Rattler performed well in the game. But uh, in practices, he didn't really do anything for me. Neither did Bo Nix or Sam Hartman, for that matter. But uh, Michael Penix Jr. does look good. I I think he looks like a high second, late first type talent. Um, But I think that the the issue with him is his injury history. Mm -hmm. So uh, there were some guys to definitely pay attention to, but those are the ones that caught my eye. With with all of that taking place, and obviously, like, I always wonder about having some of the the best talent uh, all together at the same time. Um, the difficulty level that it must be for scouts and for NFL front offices who are trying to take this in. What do you think that that those scouts and NFL teams can actually learn from a week like the Senior Bowl, uh, given the fact of, like, there's clearly something there, right, because they they keep coming back, you know, year after year. Yeah, I, I think it has to do more or less with sort of that one-on-one ability to kind of get with these guys and see them in action, see them practicing in game action. I think that's what separates it from something like the NFL Combine or, or any other event like that, or, or a normal game for that matter, because a lot of these guys are learning things for the first time. They, they're getting coached by NFL coaches. Former Falcons uh, defensive coordinator Jeff Ulbrich was right mm-hmm. down there with them, coaching them. Um, now with the Jets, obviously, not with the Falcons anymore, but uh, – I think that's a big thing for these scouts because they're able to get, you can see how well they retain information. You can see how they implement these coaching styles against guys who are of their caliber, if not better, and see how they perform in that setting. So I think because of that, the senior bowl is still very valuable. And the Falcons certainly draft heavily from the senior bowl, especially with what Terry Fontenot has been doing. So uh, it can almost certainly count on, on them potentially taking some guys that were in that game. Now, Miles, the the game itself, I saw this, and honestly, I gotta say, like it surprised me. The first sellout that they've had in Mobile for the Senior Bowl since 2010, when obviously the big draw that year was was Tim Tebow. Uh, did you kind of get a feel of any particular reason why it might be headed that direction, or or just uh, you know, I guess Jim Nagy and and that team that has put on this event. Finally, you know, finally getting the the local fan support to show up. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the talent that's there. Uh, this year was definitely big on the quarterback side. Obviously, having Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, and uh, you know, I mean, Sam Hartman for that matter, a Notre Dame guy. You know, just those guys. I mean, Spencer Rattler, another big name as well. So, I think just all the names are that were there. Um, I think was a big reason why. Um, and just really the the access you now have to these athletes. I mean, you, you just you, you're constantly seeing them. You're getting attached to them, whether it's online or on TV. Uh, people are just aware of who these guys are now. So I think because of that, it, it's it's become a bigger event. And just because of the names that are in it, I, I think it culminates in an event like that where you have a sellout type thing, and especially some Southeast guys. You know, again, like I I harp on it, but Georgia had six guys playing. You know, I'm sure there's a big contingency in the southeast that wanted to see georgia guys play in that game 
So there's a lot of things to really, you know, consider when it comes to that. All right, Miles, want to switch over and uh, get into the Falcons and just uh, what's well, been a, a busy couple of weeks for this team is they finally make a direction or, you know, make a direction and pick a head coach. Uh, and then Raheem Morris has been filling out that staff. Um, just since you and I haven't been able to speak on the subject, uh, your your thoughts about hearing Raheem Morris coming to Atlanta, uh, especially, you know, just given the fact of his connection to Atlanta in the past and maybe, uh, you know, kind of the surprise factor after he was, you know, an interim here in 2020. Yeah, no, I, I think it certainly caught fans off guard when it initially happened just because of, you know, Terry Fontenot, Arthur Blank saying, you know, we're big game hunting, you know, the Bill Belichick interviews, the Jim Harbaugh interviews, 14 different candidates. I think all that considered, you know, it was, you know, you're not really expecting to take a guy that was interim head coach here four years ago. Uh, because if not, you know, why wouldn't you have hired him then? I think that's the, the confusion or the conversation that was had at that point. But I think since that hire has happened, I think the outpouring of support from coaches, players all across the league, almost in unison, that have come out to support the decision to hire Raheem Morris, I think is something that speaks volumes to what he's learned since he's been in L.A. I think that's a big thing that Arthur Blank came out and said that, you know, was a big factor in them hiring him, just learning under a guy like Sean McVay and, and, and really growing from what he did as interim head coach in Atlanta and learning from what he did when he was head coach in Tampa Bay. So because of that, I, I really am encouraged with the moves they've made since. And you got to like the move they made hiring Zach Robinson as offensive coordinator as well. That's what I wanted to ask you about next is just, you know, Raheem comes in and I feel like there's something to when the reports go out that, hey, the Falcons are looking into a guy. He's their essentially their number one option, but there are other names circulating if Zach Robinson decides to go a different direction. And then we find out, oh, it, it is going to be Zach Robinson. He's making the, the move over from passing game coordinator with the Rams. Uh, obviously, they bring in Jimmy Lake uh, as defensive coordinator. Felt like that was... Um, you know, potentially one of their their top picks that they were looking at. Um, you know, what is what is your confidence level uh, in these guys? Kind of given their their background in the past, and uh, especially I, I know you threw out the other day uh, the the 2016 coaching staff uh, that obviously just looks so incredible now. Uh, that you know the kind of feel that you have uh, for the the coaches that that Raheem is bringing in. Yeah, I, I think Zach Robinson was definitely the, the a home run hire of sorts for offensive coordinator. I think that, you know, that was a hire that he needed to get right above all else because I think on defense, you really have the talent that you haven't had before. I mean, we Ryan Nielsen did a spectacular job with this defense this past year, but a lot of it had to do with the talent that was brought in. Atlanta hasn't had that kind of talent on defense in a while. So that considered, I think that was, you know, something that they didn't have to put too much emphasis on because, I mean, let's be honest, the, the issue with this team the last few years has been offensive production. You know, you got to score points. you got to figure out the passing game and something that Zach Robinson has been very good at, whether that's with Matthew Stafford or Baker Mayfield or any of those guys. So I do like that he got a guy like Zach Robinson to try and figure that out. But the next step is going to be quarterback. you got to figure out the quarterback position in Atlanta. Um, and, you know, I have confidence that Zach Robinson is going to be able to, to figure that out because he was able to do that with guys that aren't necessarily superstars. I mean, obviously, we know what Matthew Stafford can do. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But 
I think his work with Baker Mayfield was more impressive because at that point, Baker was kind of a lost cause, and he kind of helped him rehabilitate his image to what he's become now in Tampa Bay. So, you know, I, I think honestly think that's a name you could potentially watch for Atlanta free agent-wise, but that's another story. But uh, I do think Raheem needs to figure out that quarterback position first in order for this team to take that next big step, regardless of who the coordinators are. But outside of that, I mean, I do like the decisions he's made for some of these coaches because, I mean, I believe the, the you know, Ike Hilliard, I think that's a huge name to get for the wide receiver room. Uh, you know, you move T.J. Yates from wide receivers coach to quarterbacks coach. There hasn't been a quarterbacks coach the <laughs> yeah, last just couple of seasons. Say, yeah. So that's a, that's a big addition there. Whoever that quarterback is going to be, T.J. Yates uh, has been in the league for a while, so certainly can have something to offer there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, we're not really going to know until it happens. But, uh, you know, I, so far I'm in cautiously optimistic with uh, what Raheem's done so far. All right, Miles, uh, if you were given the keys to the franchise and it is your decision to make when it comes to that quarterback decision, uh, do you go through the draft? Do you trade up in the draft? Do you go get one of these free agent quarterbacks? What direction uh, would uh, would you go? <laughs> yeah, that is the million-dollar question. <laughs> really uh, I mean, the, the, the problem is, is that if you stay at eight, you're not going to get any of the top three guys, Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Jaden. You're going to kind of be in that Michael Penix, Bo Nix territory. And, you know, you could certainly go that route, but, you know, they're, they're not really as much of a sure thing as those top three guys I mentioned. And then, of course, you've got the Justin Fields conversation, Kirk Cousins, all of that. I, myself, if I had the keys to the franchise, like you said, I would trade up. I, I, I think you're, you're safe to go any of those top three positions. I mean, you know, you could go to three and maybe the, 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 the cost isn't going to be as much as it would be to trade up with the Bears, but to get to a spot like that, I don't think you can go wrong with any of those top three prospects. You get them on a rookie deal and, you know, you, I think you have some assets you can trade. You're going to still going to get a draft pick. I'm assuming from that Calvin Ridley trade. So that's extra assets you can trade away. Mm -hmm. And I think you've got some players and some assets already in place that you can afford to give away to get that quarterback, right? Because if you get that quarterback, right, no one's going to remember all those guys you traded away for it. So I think it's a risk worth taking. Yeah, that's been just one of those those things that uh, I feel like I debated this back and forth before a head coach was named. It was kind of like a, I was I was leaning towards the direction of the head coach would obviously point towards a direction of where the franchise wants to go at quarterback. Uh, you know, you you go Bill Belichick, and I'm thinking you absolutely want veteran quarterback. You want a guy who comes in ready to play that Bill can mold. You bring in Raheem. It feels like you're you're playing a bit of a more you know long game type situation. Not that you can't win now, as we've seen you know with like the Houston Texans and, and that whole situation. Um, but it just feels like Miles that we're headed towards the direction of of drafting someone. And I'm I'm right there with you that uh, eight feels a little low uh, this year to be you know trying to get your guy instead of getting just who was left available and no one wants to be in that type of situation. All right, that is Fox 5 Sports reporter Miles Garrett. Miles, uh, uh, give him a follow on social media at Miles Garrett TV. Appreciate you joining the show, Miles. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, Caleb. Appreciate it. I'll see you on the beat. All right, absolutely. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 